Good morning, church. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Good, hopeful that the box are going to win. Uh, I don't know, English, the English played so well last night, yesterday. I, I don't know if we want to meet them in the final. Um, so here's the deal. I see a lot of Springbok jerseys in the audience. But, so what I need from you for this morning is the more responsive you are, the quicker I will preach. And <laughs> there we go, we're getting this ball rolling. One thing you must know is I'm black, I can preach for long. Okay, so the more amens you say, the more preach it you say, the more ride that bus you say. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so this morning we start a new series, and it's called God's Will for Your Life. Amen. <laughs> And I believe that every single Christian has asked this question or has this idea or um, wanted this perspective from God or from people at some point in their lives, at least once. It happened for me a while ago, but obviously it doesn't start that way. It starts off with something else and it morphs into, God, what is your will for my life? As a young person, I think I was like 21, living for myself, I was chasing the things that I wanted. And obviously, at, when you're young, all you care about are girls. Sorry if I sound nasally. I'm, I'm recovering from illness. Um, uh, all you care about are girls, honestly, if we're being honest here. Uh, so at that point, I was like, Lord, I'm, I'm going to stop dating, and I'm just going to pursue you. Now, I know for a fact that every person that prays that prayer is secretly hoping that God is going to be like, no, here you go. <laughs> secretly hoping. So I was like... Jesus, I'm praying this prayer, but I'm like, don't make me wait too long. You know, like, a year is, is okay. And uh, about a year later, there was this girl that walked into church. Didn't even come to our church. So I wasn't part of this church a while ago. I only started coming in 2016. I was a part of another church. So she, she came with her mom to drop off something. So imagine we're doing something similar to the bucket drive. Walked in, and uh, my spirit was like, this must be God. Um, <laughs> She was, she was incredibly beautiful. So I was like, Lord, I, I receive it both my hands. Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> so somewhere in all of that, like I saw her once. There was a minor engagement, and I didn't see her again for like eight months. So in those eight months, I'm thinking to myself, the Lord must be working in my heart, reading the soil to receive this seed. Um, but somewhere in that, that wasn't the case. So at first, I was like, God, I want to pursue you. And then it, the, it morphed into, God, what do you want me to do? What is your will for my life? And for a while, that's where I stayed. And that's where most of us might find ourselves sometimes in our lives. And uh, we ask the, the question of God, God, what is it that you want me to do? What have you placed me on this earth to do? As uh, the video said, marketers, your in-laws, uh, Google, people type onto Google, what is my purpose, believe it or not, um, all these other things in your life are willing to contribute towards helping you figure out the answer to that question or helping you decide what is God's will for your life. What are you put on this earth to do? Because from the moment that we're born, we're geared towards doing something. And then when we don't do something, we feel like we haven't accomplished anything. However, in the kingdom, it doesn't work that way. God's will for our life isn't found in the things that we do primarily. That is a secondary action. It's actually found in who we become. 
I'd like to point you to Jesus. Because see, he didn't come on earth as a 30-year-old man and begin to work and do ministry and go down a cross. He came on earth as something as fragile as a child to live for about 30 years, and then God is like, uh, okay, now it's time. He goes to get baptized, and God doesn't uh, say immediately, with that booming voice from heaven, say, this is what I want you to do. It says, this is my son, whom I love, and with whom I'm well pleased. And from that, Jesus then begins his ministry, living out of who he is. Those 30 years were not wasted years. He was still on the journey towards uh, that baptism, hearing that voice, and therefore living three years of ministry to go and die on a cross one day for you and I. The thing that you're doing now isn't wasted. It's part of getting you on the journey to becoming who God has always created you to be. So who are you becoming? I'd like to point you to some scriptures this morning. Was that a mild amen that I heard in the back there? (laughs) I'd like to point you to some scriptures. Romans 8 verse 29 says this, For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters who are on the journey to becoming like his son. John 15 verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory. This is my Father's will, that you bear much fruit. You can't do bearing fruit. You become someone that bears fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. First Thessalonians 5 verse 8. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. It is God's will that you, be, you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality. For it is God's will, for you, God's will that, you, that by doing good, you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. The doing is a byproduct of who we become. So this series that we're on isn't about telling you what it is that God has put you on this earth to do. That is going to follow, come after, hopefully, for you. you. You might get that revelation, okay, this is what God has put me on this earth to do. But we want to get people on the journey of figuring out who are you becoming? Who has God created you to be? How do you start that journey? How do you begin to live as someone who is becoming like Jesus? I have a question to ask. (laughs) I have a question to ask this morning. Where does God's will end? So humans like to believe that they're the most important thing on the planet. And I don't think that that's necessarily true. If, If we look at all of creation, God's will can't just extend to us. I believe that it extends to animals, plants, The galaxies, all of creation is living under God's will within its context. So whatever God created that thing to do, it is doing that thing. So what are we uh, doing? Because we are also created by God. Who are we becoming that 
that influences our doing. Let's take, for example, this seed and imagine this is a pop, I, mean, I almost said a popcorn pip. It's, uh, it's an avocado pip. Let's imagine for a second that I'm a sower. This is my garden. I, as a sower, have a will for this seed. When I plant it, I want it to become a tree. So that is me exerting my will on this seed. One tree. However, God's view is so much wider and sees so much further than we. Where we only see one tree, where I can see one tree, God can already see the forest. So if I as a sower have a will for this seed, what is then God's will for this seed too? Because God's will extends to all things. So what is God's will for this seed? See, if you said it is, it, it is for it to become a forest, you wouldn't be wrong. But I'd like to submit to us this morning that God's will for this seed is actually to die. And here's why I say that. John uh, 12, verse 24. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat or an avocado pip falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. God's will for this seed is to die. It has to fall into the ground, get nutrients, die, uh, roots come out, it germinates and becomes a tree. It cannot become that tree unless it first dies. So here's the thing about our lives, is that we have a will for our own lives. This is what I want to do. And we've lived for so long asking God to help us achieve the things that we want to do. We have our will for our lives. We only see one tree. God is seeing a forest. We take possibly our finances or our marriage, and we have a will for it. But I'd like to submit to us this morning that God possibly wants you to take whatever it is that you've been holding in your hands to do out of your will, to take that put it in the ground, bury it deep in his love, and let it die. Because then that way we we position ourselves to grab hold of uh, who he has created us to be. If we take the things that are steering us away from God's will for our, our lives, putting them in the ground and letting them die, we position our hearts to be all that God has created us to be. And therefore it'll funnel or influence the things that we therefore do. If we want to give thanks in all circumstances, we need to be people that have adopted an attitude of gratitude. We can't do that if we are holding on to our seeds. Jesus himself did this. He he had to go through this thing as well. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he prays the prayer, asking God to take this cup away from him. There is something in his spirit that is steering him away from God's will for his life, which was to die on the cross, but he had to take his fears, his doubts, his uncertainty, and bury them in the ground, let them die, so that he might continue to live under God's will for his life. All of these things that we are holding on to, God is asking us to take those things, put them in the ground, and let them die, because they are steering us away from God's will for our lives. 
If you look at your finances, maybe things aren't always perfect, aren't always great. Maybe God is asking you to take your finances, put them in the ground, bury them deep enough that you aren't able to get that thing again. Let that thing die, that you might live under God's will for your life. Your marriage that you're holding on to in your own hands, take that thing, bury it in God's love, very deep, let it die, and let your marriage live under God's will for it. Raising your kids, take that, bury it in the ground, let it die. Where your kids are going to go to school, take that, bury it in the ground. The economic uh, environment in South Africa, take that, put it in the ground, let it die. Whatever it is that is steering you away from God's will for your life or standing in the way of you becoming who God has created you to be, take that thing, put it in the ground, and let it die. And trust me, it is not easy. I'm not making light of that. It is very hard to trust. It is very hard to bury something and completely let it go. Because of how how we've all been raised, we want to stand and watch and wait. And if nothing changes, we dig the seed out and therefore take matters into our own hands. But the thing about the last song that we sang is that even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. The thing about any seed is that it has to grow down before it grows up. The roots have to run deep before it begins to germinate. Just because something isn't changing doesn't mean that God isn't working. Whatever you choose to bury from this day forth, keep it in the ground and let it die. Scripture tells us that when Jesus prayed that prayer, three times over, an angel came and strengthened him. How does an angel strengthen Jesus? Because you can imagine it's God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and then the angels. What do you say to Jesus to give him strength? What is it that you can possibly tell the Son of God to give him strength? Now, we can speculate, and I don't think we'll ever really know the answer. But maybe he reminds him who he is. Jesus is a living embodiment of God's word. So maybe we just recited the word back to him. This is who you are. Maybe he said this. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. The thing about this process of letting things die is that they are not devoid of trust. If we don't trust God, if we don't believe that he is uh, taking us on a journey of becoming who he created us to be, we are always going to continuously dig the seed out. We are always going to maybe put it just deep enough that it's, it's easy for us to reach it again. We are always going to do things that are going to make it seem like we don't completely, uh, we haven't completely surrendered that thing to God. If we don't trust Him, 
We won't keep whatever seed that we're carrying in the ground long enough that it might die so that one day it'll bear much fruit. Jesus was put on this earth to one day go to a cross and die. The fruit of that is everyone sitting in this room today. If he hadn't crucified his spirit in the garden, would he have submitted himself to God's will to go to the cross, to be crucified again? No, not again, but crucified. The things that we carry, the things that we hold on to, that stand in the way or steer us away from God's will in our lives. Church, I'm asking us this morning to take whatever that might be, whether it's one thing, multiple things, dig up uh, a little bit of soil, spend some time with God, bury that seed deep in his love, and let it die. See, after a few years of me uh, pining after my own possible ambitions and even naively praying a prayer, God, I want to pursue you, eventually, those eight months, God actually really was working in my heart. When I saw that girl again, I didn't care. I realized at some point that it wouldn't have been a good investment if I had chosen to pursue her. I started not asking the question of, God, what is your will for my life? And eventually that question uh, led me to this one. God, who am I? Who am I? I'd love to tell you that I have the answer to that question, but I don't. I have part of an answer, and the rest of my life is spent figuring out the rest. And the part that I do know has led me to do what I'm doing now has led me into uh, feeling like God has put me on this earth to do this because this is who he's made me to be. That's why my job doesn't feel like a job. It feels like I'm being paid to be myself because everything that I do is an expression of who I am. Church, God's will for our lives is to become And if you spend the rest of your life just asking the question of God, God, who am I? Or unpacking what it means when God says, this is my son or daughter whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased, you're on the right track. Everything else flows from who we are. And God is the only person who has a right to tell you who you are. So I'm going to I don't even know what time it is. I'm going to ask us to do something brave this morning. Something that maybe uh, Cliff community might not do often. But I'm going to ask us to be brave. No eyes closed. No heads bowed. If you're here this morning, And possibly there are some seeds of fear in your heart, fear of the unknown. If I relinquish this thing to God, what will happen? What will he say that I must do? Will he call me to move to Saudi Arabia? 
whatever fear that might be. If you're here and you're single and you've been asking, ah, God, God, who have you put me on this earth to be with? And you've been single for a while now, it's getting dark. If, if you take that seed, if you've got that seed in your heart, if you're a little bit anxious sometimes about uh, your current circumstances and it's difficult for you to give thanks in all circumstances, if you're here this morning and there's uh, a level of uncertainty of uh, how well you're parenting your kids, there's uncertainty in your finances, you want to take the faith step of tithing, but everything just seems to point to you not doing that. If you want to take a faith step in uh, being the light uh, of the world at work, Whatever it is that is standing in the way of you relinquishing your will for your life to grab hold of God's will for your life, I'm actually going to ask you this morning, if you could be brave enough to stand. Now, this is why church is so great. Because for most of us in this room, if you... uh, might not have felt the need to stand. I'm going to ask you to love on the person next to you. And if you have someone next to you that's standing, I'm going to ask you to love on that person. Bind up together. Stand together as one family. Hold hands. Do whatever it is that you need to do. But we're going to stand together as a family this morning. And we're going to pray into those things. So thank you very much for being brave. But here's now what we're going to do. Whatever your seed is, I want you to, every single day for the next week, take that seed and bury it. Whatever your process looks like to bury something in God's love, do that every single day. For the next week, just go out and bury whatever seed is standing in the way of you grabbing hold of God's will for your life. And watch as that thing begins to change. Watch as you begin to trust God. Watch as, you begin, as your roots begin to run deep, as you begin to germinate and bear much fruit. But we need to take whatever those seeds are, put them in the ground, and let them die. So we're going to pray together. On this part, you can close your eyes. And whatever it is that you uh, are standing for, keep that in your heart. Lay it down at God's feet. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for every single person that was brave this morning and took a stand. Father, I thank you that your will calls us to become and therefore that will funnel us or take us to what we should do. We've got to take whatever it is that is steering us away from your will, put it in the ground, put it in your love, and let it die. It is scary. It's not easy. But I pray that over this next week, we take one step closer to trusting you. One step closer every single day. Whatever our seed, whether it's fear, whether it's doubt, whether it's uncertainty, whatever it might be, that we take that seed, pluck it in your love, deep, deep down, and let it die. And watch as we bear much fruit.
for this is your glory in us that we might bear much fruit. God, I pray for our church as a whole. That as we begin this journey of uh, learning what it looks like to become like your son, that we will get a fresh revelation of who he is, what he's done, his impact in our lives, that whether we're seeking God, I have known him for years, that there's something fresh stirred up in our hearts. God, we are grateful for your son, that he submitted to your will, that led him to the cross, and that got everyone in this room sitting in their seats. God, I pray that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In your name we pray. Amen.